Okay, it says we're live. Let's see. Hopefully, yay. Welcome. Yeah. Happy Sunday, everybody. Happy Sunday. Or any, any, not anybody's here, to be honest. But. Well, they probably thought it ended, but that's okay. We're here. We're yes. back. Yeah, I'm we're checking here. It right now. That's to make awesome. You know, I'll tell you something. With respect to viewership, it's so hard to judge. I mean, like, I, I've had shows. We've had shows. We've had two. We've had 17. We've had 30. We've had three. Yeah. It's like back-to-back -back weeks. Think it's and, like, I... I was like promoting. It's so funny. I promoted the, the, the I do like a five fifteen on Wednesday, like a midweek thing, you know, a midweek moment. Um, not to take anything away from Larry Long Jr.'s midweek moment, but like <laughs> I have this midweek moment I do for fifteen minutes at five fifteen, and like I didn't really. I promoted it the first two weeks, and like barely nobody showed. Like just Zach showed, <laughs> you know. Uh -huh. and, and I think actually I don't know, Julie. I think you might have been on it once or yeah, I, I was on once. Somebody so else. I think, on here. One other person, but. Last week, I didn't promote it at all, and there were 10 people. <laughs> I was just like... Uh, it's crazy you know, you how that know. works. You never know. Yeah. You don't ever it know. Is. And honestly, one thing really cool about live, what I like about lives is that they keep playing forever. So mm -hmm. within your LinkedIn. So, you know, people can go back, and I do go back and listen to them. I'm, I'm kind of like that. I oh, miss cool. a lot of lives. because Me too. Work job <laughs> so so like if you could it's so you don't even have to tivo it right because you could just go to the pages that you like and like yeah you know as, as soon as they're done it, it will alert you mm -hmm. like i think if you if you ring the bell right on those yep. people mm -hmm. then you'll get alerted when they're live and then when that live is like complete and it's like replaying or whatever yeah I love but it. i think live stream is it, this live stuff is is definitely where it's at like i mm -hmm. think I wrote about this the other day. I said you it's did. the new like TV pastime, right? So, and by the way, that's not something that I personally said. Somebody else that mentioned it to me. I think, actually, I think it was Jesse Lizak, and we were talking about it on Whiskey Wednesday, and she was like, "This is just so much better." It's like I, instead of watching TV, you know, you have a bunch of these things that you can watch, and it doesn't even have to be live. Sure, catching it live is better because then you could, if you want to be active in the chat. But if you're, because if you're obviously if you're rewatching it, you're not going to chat like chime in on the chat it'd be silly i think the very first time i did watch something live i was doing that and realized it was replaying and i'm like i'm chatting away oh, he's you're like why is no one responding to me wow, i'm so not rude. afraid i am not afraid to admit that like i was that, <laughs> oh that guy that, like, and i was like wait a minute yeah exactly Logan. i was like nobody's responding to me i don't understand then i realized it was a replay that's hysterical that's hysterical well Let's let's go ahead. So we didn't really get to introduce each other. So let's go ahead and introduce you guys. Um, we've got on Mark and 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 Logan. Mark, why don't you go first? Tell us a little bit about yourself. We love having you here tonight. We're excited. <laughs> Thanks. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. I, I love the show. I think you guys are uh, great. I, just like I was saying, I think live shows and really talking about things that you know are 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 controversial and. Um, you know, meaningful to people and real, like being a mom in sales, uh, obviously is uh, something like I never really even thought it was such a thing. Not a, not such a I should say such a thing, but like there are plenty of moms in sales. But the way you've kind of highlighted it, and such like, a community behind it. Yeah, and then in like a incorporated the fact that like you do go through things, even that's different than guys do, obviously, and so. And, but yet you're still cranking it out like we are too, like, you know, on the phones with a BDR or an AE or whatever it is. And I think that's kind of cool. But my name's Mark Mack, and uh, you can catch me live uh, also on Wednesday evenings for a 515. Uh, I do a 15-minute kind of midweek moment, which really is about some of the controversial topics that have been going on throughout the week in the community. Uh, and a little bit about what's uh, just BDRing in general and what I think is going on for the week and what everyone should be uh, or could be focusing on um, and what I'm focusing on and what I'm hoping to try to win and, you know, and talk about some losses and things like that. And so that's on Wednesdays. And then we're launching a new segment, Zach and I from SDR Insider, we're launching a new segment called T Tuesday Night Tech or TNT. You might have seen a, a post or two from me. I did a little bit of a of a. Uh, um, Angus Young rendition at the end of my last video uh, from ACDC, but TNT is Tuesday Night Tech. We're going to be bringing on tech vendor to do like a demo, a full demo, uh, do a Q&A with the audience, 
uh, really kind of hope like if it's a tool that we can use at that hour, like maybe we even do some live stuff, like if it's a dialer or something like that mm-hmm. um, and then give away prizes and, and the vendor will be given away like a three month license for free. Um, and so that should be cool. This week we're featuring a company called prospect, which is a data search tool. And I've been talking about data for the last couple of weeks because I got screwed by my data source. And <laughs> oh, I was wondering about that, Mark. I, yeah. I, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And so, um, so I, I'm a, you know, I, I do the deed every day. I'm a BDR really in the trenches, so to speak, but we're building a sales development company called carrot C A R E T. Okay. And I'm the senior sales exec there. Uh, you know, really handling customers and building the team and doing, you know, uh, BDR work really on a regular basis. You know, I'm, I'm on the phone, I send emails and I'm on LinkedIn and I'm sending videos and, <laughs> you know, all that kind of good stuff. So that's kind of me, what's going on. Plus the, t- uh, the pod, the, the, the cast that I was talking about. Too, so. Awesome. Wow. A lot going on. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, my name's Logan. Uh, I'm pretty brand new to the space, you know. I'm on the job search. Uh, I'm 21 years old, super young. I'm a college dropout thanks to COVID-19. Kind of wiped away all of my finances. I had to get a full-time job, and that's where I ended up finding kind of sales existed. I worked at AT AT&T, selling phones, TV service, all that fun stuff. And uh, left there and was kind of looking for my next gig, you know, no degree, Wanted to make a lot of money. One day I was scrolling around on TikTok and came across this enterprise account executive making a ton of money. No degree, no nothing. Just had kind of had the same background a little bit as me. And I was like, okay, let's take a look at this. So I hopped out in here on LinkedIn. I found a trainio, Jess V. Amazing. Love her. Love her. Yes. And uh, from there, I was like, I found this free SDR course, right? And I was like, okay, it's free. I might as well take this chance and yeah. try to break in, right? So I took it, and now here I am uh, working with Hot Recruiter, kind of building up my experience while also looking. And little side note on lives, literally the best way to build a community. Oh, yeah. You can't build a relationship like this besides a Zoom meeting. But who wants to schedule, like, back-to-back coffee meetings? Why not just get a group party going? <laughs> yeah, and I think, Logan, that's a really great point because it's like, that's what I was talking about before. Like with lives, it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes like when you watch a video from somebody, like, don't you want more? Yeah. Like, but don't you want it more like, like not so like personal? Dry? Like you, you want them to like get into it. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. we do here, you know? It's like, you just get into it. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes I feel I'm just so not much satisfied. More passionate. <laughs> yeah really does it does and and it feels like it feels like we're having a conversation and it makes makes linkedin a smaller place for everyone to kind of come in and kind of have a conversation together i really like that i also i don't know about you guys but i've been liking some of the audio events Mm -hmm. oh yes yeah i've come across a few of those that i've joined on and they're fun I like it because you can like bring people on you know um fun fact when i first started trying to break into SAS. I went, it was actually mortifyingly embarrassing when I think back about it. I went on a Rev Genius audio event. And um, it's when I first started talking to Jared because he was like, dude, that was awesome. Like, you know, that took a lot of courage. And I was like, yeah, I think I sucked. And um, it was, I, I think it was, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was uh, one of the founders of Gong, not Gong, of um, Nooks. It was, no, maybe, I don't know who it was, but anyway, they were basically like, well, you're going to have to work on pitching yourself a little bit more, basically. And I was like, you're right. That sucks. I was not ready at all, but basically it was the shoot your shot. It was an awesome event that they did, and you could go up there and shoot your shot. One dude went up there and killed it. I think he might have gotten an interview out of it. He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But mine, embarrassing. (laughs) It was funny. That LinkedIn audio thing where they were doing that shoot you shot, I think that was great. That was where, that's why we were doing that, Zach and I, you know, on the show, we were trying to bring on some yards yeah, that lost jobs and and, uh, and try to get guys. them an opportunity. Yeah, sorry. Shanda was just telling the little ones this. <laughs> Got some- oh, I thought she was trying to talk to us. Yeah, so no, I I, uh, I think those, those were great. 
I think so many people there, it, it went on a couple of times and he got people yeah. got opportunities, man. That's like a that's a cool thing to do. I think um, that's why we were we kind of copied that a little bit. We were like, we just wanted to help people. I mean, it wasn't really a copy. We, we just wanted it's to help. It's a great people, so. idea, though. And you know, what's weird, though. We tried to do that here. Now, Logan's here doing it. This is kind of his opportunity. Yay, Logan. But to be honest, there's not a lot of people that want to do this necessarily. It's mm -hmm. like, um, I don't it's know. It's a scary thing. I guess so. It's I think weird. it's fear-based. I think people are just scared to get out there and have an audience kind of staring at them, essentially staring, you know, like mm -hmm. it's not like a crowd in front of you, but there's people you're on a camera. This is recorded forever, but like, <laughs> no so pressure. is everything else, you know, <laughs> all of your activity on LinkedIn is recorded. So if you post a comment, if you hop on a video, kind of the same thing to me, really. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, and I think, I think it just it scares people because you know it's it's a way, the same way they feel we were talking a little bit before we came live about how you know you get a lot of advice on LinkedIn like oh you should cold call you know hiring managers or you should do this send videos and those are all really good things but you also have to make sure you can do those things well because they could kind of turn around and, and bite you in the butt if you kind of suck at it I don't know what yeah. your thoughts are on that Mark but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it definitely can bite you. It, it, when I say bite you, I mean, I think people are just going to appreciate the effort from the get. Um, but, you know, quite honestly, if you're doing it, if you're sending, well, there's a big difference between sending a video mm -hmm. and making the cold call to the hiring manager. That's two different mm -hmm. things. Right? That's true. True. But so, it's I mean, if you want to break those two, what's that? You're still putting yourself out there in a different way. Um, yeah. Well, I think the video is much harder. Like I always think like th that's like a one and done. Once you do it, once you edit it and you're ready to shoot it or whatever, ready to send it and you send it, that's it. True. With a phone call, you can control <laughs> that the way it goes a little bit that's more. True, you know? right. So like with that, you're getting immediate feedback. You can adjust, right? If you're good at cold calling and that's the job you're actually going to interview for, then you should be good. At, you should be somewhat, you know, like if you're going to take that bold step to actually make that cold call too, an SDR manager, then you probably you probably think you're decent at it, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Right. You wouldn't, if you're afraid to do it, you're not going to do it, right? So, mm -hmm. if you think you can and you're and you have the the guts to do it, uh, then don't just wing it. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, make sure like you know what you want to say and you know be a little clear about what you want to get across. Because essentially what you're going to probably do is pitch yourself, right? It's not like you're pitching a product. So right. it's like, you know, the guy's going to give you an opportunity like, oh, great. You're cold calling me. Like, okay, so why should I interview you? You know, why should I give yeah. you? Because that's not going to be your interview. It's going to be just a shot. And that's maybe yeah. what you lead with. You say, hey, listen, I know you're not expecting my call, but I noticed you had an SDR role. And obviously SDRs are about cold calling. So here's my cold call to you. You can, and I might even even the permissive ask, but I might go like, you can hang up now or uh, roll the dice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, um, but then you say, I'm really interested in learning a little bit, honestly, a little bit more about what the role is and like what life is like at XYZ company. And so like, then you'll get him to talk hopefully. And that's how a normal cold call is supposed to go. You're supposed to get the prospect to start talking. So if you could do that, I mean, shit, if I was overhearing it, like as a senior VP of sales or whatever, I'd be like, let's hire this guy, you know? Right? No, I, I agree. That's awesome. But it's, but definitely practice, definitely mm -hmm. know, like, don't wing it. <laughs> just, you know, make sure you know everything about that person before you call. But that's just like being an SDR. So especially if you're going for an SDR role, mm -hmm. I mean, you need to know who you're calling and why, why you think you're calling them. Like why, why them? Like, why does it matter to them? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and to go in for like, Hey, let's be, this be my interview. It's probably like an overshoot. It's like when people try to sell a product when, or try to book a meeting even before you've even like figured out if there's a need or a problem or anything, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, there's a problem they're hiring to fill that role. So that's, if you do your research and figure out who you're calling, then. That's half the battle, but yeah, you yeah. you should strive you should strive to like you know you should strive to have the person pitch you on the time essentially. That's In other words, like you're having this great conversation, right? 
And what, time, what sometimes happens, right? You have these great conversations, but sometimes like if you really let it happen, you do, you could get caught in that thing of, oh, hey, um, oh, you know, it's great talking to you, Mark, but I really got a, oh, I got another call that's coming in. Um, uh, why don't you, you know, and it's like a rush off, you know, you could right. end up in that situation that could be a problem, mm -hmm. but, but heck, you just had a great call. So you could definitely call them back. You know, they answer the phone, right? And unfortunately, mm -hmm. those situations, sometimes it might take two or three times if we get them back on the phone. But like, I feel like you, you could reignite that call easily. Right. Yes. And whereas like with others, you know, even if you let it happen again, the same thing, they may say, you know, I've had several calls where the guy after a decent conversation, said, how could I learn more? Mm. Oh, well, exactly why I was calling. You know, uh, I'd like to put you in front of X person, my AE, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But meeting booked, that's them asking you, you know, it's like a buying question, as they say. You know, and, and that's an easy way to, it, it, then it closes itself. So that, that like the ultimate goal. Yeah. Anytime, as an mm -hmm. SDR, like that's your ultimate goal. To get that happen, it, where, where you have this really great back and forth, and then they ask you that they want to meet you again or talk to you again. Yeah. Is, is this like, is this like the dream, you know, the dream result that you can have? Uh, and then everything else is like, you know, from there. <laughs> yeah. Just that, that's like, I mean, that's like such a high too when you get that because you're, it's going and you're like, okay, this mm -hmm. is it. This is happening. I can feel it happening. So I love that. Um, but still well, the same when you're looking for jobs, like I've cold called, I have cold called for the past three jobs that I've had. And so I'm not afraid to do that, but I will say that. I knew that once that conversation started just becoming a conversation, I was not pitching myself. I was, we were just having a conversation about what they were trying to do and, you know, and how could I get some time so that I can be a part of that, you know? And so it's, it's, it's something that I think can really set you apart and that feeling it's the same if you just become a human. I think that's what cold calling is. <laughs> I, I think it's almost, yeah, I almost think it's better. Than, a, than an interview because in the sense of the, and I was just thinking about what you said, Julie, and I was recalling a, an interview I had on uh, uh, years ago, uh, worked for Sherwin-Williams. It was actually an internal role and it was actually a management role actually out of the state. Like I live in New York and it was going to be in Maine. Mm. And I had right. to take this phone conversation, like a phone call, first interview phone call. And the guy had my file, so he he knew like my history and stuff. And sure, what his internal file, right? So mm -hmm. he had that, but like he just wanted to know me a little bit about me. And he like he gives like, you know, the beginning of this hello, you know, salutations. I was on speakerphone, which I hated mm -hmm. from the get because I don't know who's in the room. I can't barely yeah. hear him, right. and now I'm just like talking. I don't know if I'm talking too loud, too. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, and and it, and so I started the interview. And the first thing he said is like, well. Um, I'd like to keep this short, but just, uh, I'll give you a couple of minutes to tell me about yourself. Like he, he took control of the call. It was an interview. And that's mm. what happens a lot of times you go in an interview and, you know, they fire the first couple of questions at you. And I think what's cool about maybe SDRing your sales job hunt or whatever, and then you call a SDR leader or manager, VP of sales, whoever you're, you know, approaching for, um, to try to get ahead of the line, if you will, right. um, you have the opportunity to take it into a conversation mode where you're going to ask them a question, get them talking. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause you're coming at them almost like a consultant. So tell me more about this yeah. job that I might be interested in interviewing for, Right, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, though. <laughs> and, and it's like you, you have more control. Whereas in a regular traditional interview, especially a phone interview, like let's say I'm interviewing with you three, I come in a meeting. You're like, hi, hi. Oh, where are you from? Oh, mm -hmm. how's the weather? Blah, blah, blah. Then yeah. you're like, tell us about yourself. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah. 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 Right. That that's weird like, panic mode just sets in. Well, but that's how it always happens. Have it you is. ever seen a candidate? Like, have you ever interviewed? I don't know how many. Logan, <laughs> you probably haven't. You're 21 years old. But Shen, I don't know what. <laughs> I think in Rolls Pass or maybe Julian Rolls Pass, you've got to interview people. Mm -hmm. What would you think if somebody came in and goes, well, why don't you tell me about yourself first? <laughs> you know, like you'd be like, what? Well, I'll tell you, I would, I would, it would always blow me away. It has happened not exactly like that, but I've, I've interviewed for sales roles and the best, the best job that people did was when they would, when they would say, well, you know, 
there's a lot about me that I could share. Can you tell me specifically what would you're the most interested in hearing about? It is like mm-hmm. the best when they do that. Cause then it's like, Oh dang. Okay. Shoot. I got Okay. Well then they'll tell you, I want to hear about all the awards you won, or I want to hear about, you know, that you're the top performer. <laughs> then you can tell them that. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Writing that down. That's a tough question, though. And so you're right. By cold calling them, it's like you you're the one who gets to ask the question at first, you know, because that's how you get the the conversation started. I mean, that's hard for people, right? Yeah, I think if you're going to hire like if you're trying to hire an SDR and the bulk of their work is going to be outbound outreach, whether it be the phone or otherwise. Right. It's probably something you should do with them. You know, like every like even if it's coming in through whatever channel, the resume, you want to interview somebody or a referral, you should make them cold call you. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like why? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to be doing it if they can't do yeah. it. Like if you can't even come up with something, like give it a look for me, it doesn't even have to be like if I was doing it, if I was interviewing and by the way, Logan, I if I was looking for a BDR, I would <laughs> do an interview with you right now, right? But like, I think you, you, I mean, if you're going to hire somebody and expect them to do it, you will hopefully want to know that they have at least the chops or the balls mm-hmm. to at least try it. Right. Like anybody can be worked with. The people who are going to, sh- like I had a, we had a guy one time we hired at a uh, title a long time ago. He literally, after a couple of weeks said, I didn't realize it was going to be all of this cold calling. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I was just like. Uh-oh, who interviewed That's you? The job. I didn't interview. Read the job description. <laughs> I didn't interview him. So. No, uh, I'm kidding. I, I mean, listen, we're all <laughs> responsible. We all, like, took him in, right? You know, and so, but it's 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 funny. It's like, it's part of the game. You better know how to do it. It's, I think it definitely shows the grit, like, especially to me, and this is just me when I'm interviewing with people, I don't get messed, I don't get upset if somebody messes up. Um, even if they, even if during the interview, they get too excited and they, I can see the passion. That's okay for me. I, I don't get that upset, especially if they recover, slow it down and then recover. I think that's even cooler. But when somebody has the, the grit to just do the cold call, it's hard, you know, nobody expects it to be a miracle. Like yeah. nobody's like, Oh, this is going to be perfect. You know exactly how to sell my product. So I will say though, Mark, it seems like a lot of companies are doing this where it's like, I haven't heard the cold calling as much as I I hear them, which I think this sucks, to be honest, if I'm being honest. I I hear them asking for emails, which on one hand I see as being very cool. So, okay, send me three examples of emails you would write for this product. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, dang, that sucks if you don't get it like the interview and then you think they're just getting all this free content. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Like, that's something I thought about. They have hundred or so applicants <laughs> all giving you three right? emails, but they don't hire a single one. They get 300 free emails. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, Zach was telling me they asked him to do an email sequence. I think oh, it was yeah. or something or, or something to that effect. Either LinkedIn post and an email sequence. And I said, what? for how much? right (laughs) like you know like or like but the thing is is okay so if they wanted you to cold call them or they wanted you to write an email sequence the thing about it is is and this is forgive me this is something i've been purporting since i started this new uh, company carrot and and the way we go outbound is you really to really write i mean i guess they're not looking for perfection hopefully Mm -hmm. They're just looking for literally an off the cuff, like how would you write this? And it, and they're probably looking more for a framework, right? Because how could you possibly write a really great product of uh, like a, a product pitch for them, so to speak, if, you know, or however you craft your email, whatever framework you're using, when you, ha- when you really don't know their product at a deeper level, right? Yeah. Like you have to, you're just going to look at their website and go, oh, well, I think it could be. And I, and I think anything like, uh, uh, emails and cold calling and stuff. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you, there's a framework you could have and that framework you could apply no matter what company you work for or who, or what your product you're selling. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's what they're probably looking for. Hopefully 
you know, and so they give you the benefit of doubt. So it might not be such a big deal. Like you shouldn't really be like, oh, this is going to kill me. I'm going to definitely yeah. fuck this <laughs> up or whatever, you know, like, yeah. excuse my French. Like, I don't think it's that. I think all they're really looking for you for you to do is try. Right. Mm-hmm. I have and a story. Like, exactly. What? Tell us your story. Okay. So, you know, the story. Okay. Um, you know, almost all my stories, but when I was interviewing, I had this amazing company with some really big names and they wanted me to do some emails. I'm like, okay, fine. So I did my email with the disclosure of this is why I do this, this, and this. So it was mobile optimized. I used lavender. I used Reggie. I used all these different things. And the hiring manager was like, what's lavender? And I said, mm, I don't know if I can work with you. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sorry. What? I missed That's something. Fair, honestly. How, how do you not know who lavender is? And you're like telling me my email is awful. And I have like this like 96 lavender score. I'm like, mm, no, no, they, they lavender. <laughs> thank you. You know, it's interesting. Um, I've been, I don't know about y'all, but I've been actually using a combo of, I use Reggie a lot now. Um, and one of the reasons why is because some, I think depending on your audience, that sometimes those extremely simple emails are too simple. Mm-hmm. It depends on your audience. And so you need to be very careful because, yeah, you can get a hundred, like you can play the game on Lavender and get a hundred right. score. But, but sometimes that is not the most, that is not, not relevant. Be the email. I, that, that's just been my experience um, for that person depends on who it is that you're trying to email. So I've been using Reggie a lot. Um, one, because I have a, I'm selling a product that's very technical in nature. And so I'm just trying to keep up and kind of show some, just show that I know, you know, just not, not just dumb it down too much. Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But I don't know what experience has been with that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, with Mark, I don't know if you, have you, do you use Reggie or Lavender or anything? I use Lavender. Um, Yes. I love actually, and if he's listening or he'll see this afterwards, he'll, he'll just think it's funny, but like my owner, the, my principal and I, we kind of go back and forth. He writes emails that really, um, he has like really great points in there. Uh-huh. He does a lot of this prefacing and the how oh, are you's, yeah. and I'm not sure if you're thinking about this right now. Like he, he has a lot of that stuff. So what I, what we do, we have this like kind of routine we go through. He writes it out the way he thinks it should be written. And then uh, I rewrite it. <laughs> oh, that's and awesome. Then, like, and then I and then I look, I, I show him what the score one a couple of times I showed him what the lavender score was, you know, and then I showed him what my lavender score was. Uh oh. And uh it's kind of fun to do that, but but it it's okay because I just I know that that he's got really great point in there, like a pain point that he wants to and I think he just surrounds it with a whole lot of unnecessary stuff, which is what a lot of people do, right? Mm-hmm. And so Me too. I sometimes do. and I mean, that's a whole lesson, a whole, like we could do three shows on emails, but, <laughs> yeah. but I do use Lavender. I don't use Reggie. Uh, I know kind of a little bit about Reggie. I'm, um, uh, I've been told that unless I buy the $20 version of ChatGPT, I'm probably never going to get on the platform because yeah. it never lets me on the platform. It just keeps asking me if I'm human, which I find really ridiculous that something that's not human is asking me if I'm human. And then when I actually verify that I'm human, the thing that's not human is telling me you must not be human. So I really don't understand what the fuck that's all about. But, uh, (laughs) but you know, um, I I was actually going to tell you uh, uh, my funny story about the email uh, constructively criticized. Like I sent an email, which I thought was pretty decent. I got a 91 on lavender. Right. And uh, the guy writes back, this is the worst lead gen email I've ever seen. Now, by the way, this is the first time I've ever gotten this in my entire career. Um, and I'm not bragging to say that. I just don't think and there's that many people out there is really going to want to take the time to write just that and not even give me any constructive feedback. Yeah. Right. So he writes, this is the worst lead gen email ever I've ever seen. Now, I don't know about you or other BDRs. They might just throw that away, delete it, maybe ignore it. But I wrote, I can appreciate your message if you let me know what you, why you think that. Yes. I am certainly open always to constructive criticism. And do what are tell. you looking for? And so he was a he was a little bit of a wimp and he wrote, wrote back, I'm a reasonably intelligent human being. I have no idea what you were asking. What? So actually my email was 
was uh, a lack of a call to action, ironically. I mean, my call to action is, is you know, uh, and I could show you the email, but the, the, the question I ask at the end is, is, could this be the case with you? I, I highlighted a couple of pains and I just asked if it could be the issue with him. So, but he's saying like, I, you know, he didn't understand what I was asking. Um, I thought it was pretty clear. Lavender yeah. thought it was pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like he just didn't understand some context clues. And that's totally yeah. cool. That's why I gave him the opportunity to tell me what's wrong. Now, I, I think that there's been a lot of that out there where there's like shaming going on of SDRs. And we've heard those stories. And then, you know, there's some there was that most recent one with uh, uh, the Falcon uh, uh, Mona who posted that thing about that guy who said, I'm going to beat you up and all this kind of stuff. Right. But like explain, you know, like if you're going to say it's the worst email you've ever gotten or you're going to like tell the person why. Yeah. You know, tell me why you're an owner. You're a CEO of a multi-million dollar CBG business. Tell me why you thought it was the worst email ever. Now, if you're not a, C then maybe I was totally off. <laughs> maybe my targeting <laughs> was off. He snuck in there. You're not, it doesn't, and I'll always give people the benefit of that. Oh, maybe this wasn't really the right. Cause it's not, it wasn't a hugely personalized. I mean, I personalized a little bit, you know, I actually was like, Hey, I see you've been running this company for, uh, 15 plus years now, second generation, I presume 50 years in the business. Wow. I love multi-generational family businesses. Kudos. And then I asked the question and, and that's why he's getting all twisted. Like, I don't know. Dude, I don't like, I don't even understand. Like to me, I think that's kind of interesting that somebody takes the time to write it, but then doesn't even really have, I think they just don't, I think they just want, they just want to say, Hey, I don't want this email. They think that's going to shut you up or something. Yeah, like how hard is it to just press unsubscribe instead? Yeah, they mess with the wrong guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, you know, to that to that point, right? There was a woman who I left a couple of uh, voicemails for, right, and maybe a few emails. But this is she didn't make reference to this. She, instead of writing back in one of my emails, not interested, or calling me back. Well, actually, my e my my voicemail is actually pointing to my email saying, you don't need to call me back. Just check out my email and reply there. And she actually didn't reply to my email or call me back. She actually sent an email to the CEO of the company that I work for. Like I represent the, this company. Again, I'm outsourced sales, right? So I represent them. Instead of sending me the email saying that she's not interested, she sent it. Well, actually, she didn't send it to the CEO, but the CEO got it. She actually sent it to like info at our company. And it went to this girl, Heather, at the company. And Heather first writes to me, this seems like a problem, right? And then when our, our the owner saw it, she actually wrote back, guess it's a no, right? Like, yeah. So she understands like that. It didn't really matter. And she, yeah. she knew I wasn't bothering. But the woman was like, you've sent me several voicemail. This, they're like, this person from your company has sent me several voicemails. Can you please stop? tailing on you. A it's called unsubscribe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why did you have to? Like, why did you? Take the time to, like, how easy is it to just either hit unsubscribe or write not interested, reply, whatever, or call <laughs> yeah. me back and say stop calling me and email? Yeah. Me. Like, what, why would you tell on me? What? What? And and exactly. the thing is, is obviously I have a very hip, the hip owner, and she understands that some people will do that, you know. And like that, yeah. honestly, that was the first time in my entire career. Really? I've never had anybody call. Up. I'm trying to think if I've ever had that ever happen to me. I ne did. Never. Did you? I mean, I've had people Crazy. like not, you know, push me out of their office and call the police and stuff like that. Oh. Never. <laughs> call the police? What? Hold up. I had I someone call me back. No, I never. No, I want to hear the story. Jake. That's my question. Thank you. Just That's in time life. to hear about the, how the police were called on Mark. No, I got to hear this. Break out this the has to be, Were you like pound pavement? I... Yeah. So <laughs> I tell the story often when, when we get into groups like this, because uh, it was one of my first sales uh, jobs. It was in Manhattan and it was selling a, it was like a multi-level marketing type of thing. Wow. And uh, we were selling cruises like uh, booze cruises off of uh, uh, on a like a midnight cruise boat uh, right, off of Manhattan, right? right? Mm -hmm. nice. And so I'm 17 years old, we go to this guy's like office space and 536 o'clock in the morning, he's making us do calisthenics, head, shoulders, knees and toes to get psyched <laughs> up and go out on the street. I'm not even kidding. Head, shoulders, oh, knees and toes. I'm not even joking. He's like eight, oh God, 17 what? year old kids. There's like nine of us and this guy in a suit and he's like, hey, I'm like, 
This is out of control. Hey, MLM is wild. Okay. Yeah. And so, so I'm out and I'm, I'm out and about and I'm, I'm, I decided to go to these hospitals. And one of the guys told me, he's like, it's great to go to a hospital. There's a lot of admin floors and like oh, you can get yeah. into the admin floors and the secretaries <laughs> up there. Forgive me for saying secretaries, but back in, in the early nineties, that's what we called. Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, and so <laughs> it was like, it was crazy. And so I'm in this hospital and I'm um, trying to sell. And basically what you would do is you talk, you go up to, to the sec- uh, receptionist or nurse station or whatever. And I'd be like, Hey, you guys like going on booze cruises? Everybody loves going on booze cruises, right? And so they're like, sure. Yeah. Let me see. What do you got? And I have a little flyer and like, you can pull a tab off the flyer to give them a receipt and they write you a check for $25 or $50 or a hundred dollars, depending on how many tickets they want. Right. Oh, and wow. so, I was getting, I got a couple of checks and everything seemed to be going good. And then I'm on like the fifth floor or something. And, and the nurse, one of the nurse managers on the gets on the floor was like, are you supposed to be doing this? <laughs> like, there's no soliciting here. Every day. And I'm like, and so I just picked up my pile of, of things, turned around and walked down the hallway, like totally ignored her. Because keep in mind, I'm 17. I'm probably scared. I don't know, a little bit. But I'm like okay, like, I don't want any trouble. So I just walked away, right? And I go to another floor and I start doing it again, right? And then uh, this, the same woman, I don't know, she happened to come up, but she runs both floors. I don't know, she happened to be on the same floor. And so now she's like, didn't I just tell you, you were not supposed to be doing this? And she goes and she picks up the phone. Oh, no. Right? Like to call security. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so I like bolt down the hallway, right? And, uh, and then finally I'm on the next floor. I'm right. pitching, I'm grabbing a check. This woman's like writing me a check. And I, he, I, I hear, I hear in the hallway, they're like, I think he went in there, you know? And I'm like, oh, oh shit. I'm like, can you make that out? Like, just, just sign the check and I'll fill out the rest. <laughs> you know? pretty, I, it sounds like a successful day though. Oh, it's a great day. I signed like, yeah, I, I sold like 20 tickets that day, but so long story short, like I get, uh, so the, the key part of the story was like the, the, the hospital police were coming down the hallway. So I bolt down the hallway and <laughs> I go into the elevator bank and I open up the elevator and I press like the down button right on the elevator because it all makes ding noises and stuff. Yeah. And then I got out of the elevator and I went upstairs in the staircase and I started pitching again, you know, like other oh, admins and stuff. Right. I didn't give up. I was like, screw it. Let them chase me. Right. It's, it's a like hospital. The- How are they going to find me? Right. So finally, they caught up with me and they brought me down to the security office and the head of security. I'm sitting in the head of security's office for like 15 minutes. I'm sweating. I see police outside. I'm really oh freaking out, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, you know, and then open the door opens. I'm sitting with my back to the, the door and uh, the door opens. And then this guy comes in. He slaps me on the back of the head. He's like, what are you doing in my hospital? It was my best friend's father. It was oh my God. in that hospital. What? And I didn't I say he's my best friend, but I had just like I had met him a year before. And so I didn't really know that his father worked in that hospital. And uh, he's like, get out of my hospital. I don't ever want to see you in my hospital again. Stop soliciting. But that was my uh, running from the police and uh, getting caught and uh, still selling and ripping checks from people. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of that was how you didn't like leave the hospital. You yeah. just went to the next floor and continued mm-hmm. on. <laughs> so if I had to give any advice to you, man, uh, Logan, I know you, that question came up earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with your search. But, you know, I, I've given this advice a few times. I think it's pretty, pretty, maybe it's generic now, but you got to make a list of who you want to work for, right? You, mm-hmm. That's the first thing. You just got to decide who you want to work for and do everything you can. And I'll be honest, actually, this is not even me. This is a guy I interviewed on our show. I think Aaron Wallace had said this and he goes, oh, I wanted wow. to work for Chili Piper. And that's all I wanted to work for. Yes. And he did Aaron everything that he could to get that job. Yeah. And now he's killing it there. Or he's, at least he's still there. He just got promoted. <laughs> and, 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 in this day, and in this day and age, still being there is a good thing, right? That's uh-huh. killing it. Right. <laughs> but that's killing it, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Still being at your job is actually, you're crushing it. I mean, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that that was a that's a that was some really good advice. I mean, like, you know, really just like if you do have one or two that you really want to work for, do everything you can to go after it. But mm-hmm. make a list and and don't turn down interviews because of it. Because if you oh, yeah. if you heard that episode uh, with me and him, I had mentioned that he had mentioned that like, you know, he did all this outbound to get Chili Piper, and in the process of doing Mm-mm. other outbound, in the process of doing other outbound he got this inbound, like he got interview opportunities. Like people were calling him and saying, hey, come interview me, come interview me, come interview me. Mm-hmm. 
And he had like 12 other interviews and he didn't take any, I don't know if he got any offers, but he didn't take any of those jobs. And he right. waited and he waited for Chili Piper and he, and he did it. And I, 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 I think that's an amazing story. It really, I think it's really amazing. And it's, mm-hmm. if you can do that, it's hard some, for some people, they don't have the benefit of time. And I get that. Like, it's not always easy to wait, but I will tell you that you need to kind of weigh that because you think you don't have time, but if you do make a, the wrong decision or jump into something before you find out whether or not it's the right fit, um, mm-hmm. it could, it could be, it could be hard. And so, you know, you want to find the right company. Aaron did a great job of that. That was like yeah. awesome. Well, listen, you know, the other thing too, Logan, I mean, you're 21 years old. I guarantee mm-hmm. you the next job you get, it's not going to be your last. Oh, definitely not. No, it's probably not it's even going to be, it's going to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's, the first like real job. Sure. But it's going to be one of maybe, I don't know. I, mean, I don't want to pigeonhole you, but if you, no, you're I, I think, you know, it's like, for me, it's like I value long-term stuff. Like I've been in careers. Like I was nine years with Sharon Williams. Mm-hmm. I was five years with another company. I was six years with another company in my career. And so my father was 25 years, uh, you know, in the same business. Uh, I worked for Sharon Williams in the first national sales meeting I went to. They walked the retirees across the stage. The first guy they walked across the stage worked for Sharon Williams for 62 years. Wow. 62 Damn years the same company held every position i could possibly think of that i would even be able to handle in a a career life i miss that people don't yeah people don't do that anymore they go from job to job to job and that's okay even at a young age at 21 i would expect that like yeah you know you'll have Mm -hmm. multiple careers ahead of you (laughs) right Um, so it doesn't have to be perfect actually you want just experience i think at your age and and coming out and getting into it early on is a uh, is a great thing uh i love i love that this industry is is got more youth uh in it than than we've ever seen uh for me being my age i just attended this best last night i attended my friend's 50th birthday party <laughs> uh surprise birthday party he was surprised oh, wow. well yeah. um and but there Hopefully were a lot of people there, and we had a lot of conversation there about getting old. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, there was all these like there was a two year old running around, there was Stop. like a four year old running around. So I love being around young people, and you guys bring you help. You're helping the older crowd really stay young. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that bringing vibrance uh, to the life, right? Yeah, we have a lot to learn from each other. It's a good, oh, yeah. it's a good thing, I think. I don't think it's something we should be afraid to do. I really enjoy that. Um, I don't know. I, it's funny because Zaya, I, my my Zaya had helped out one of my daughters, and we were like, "Oh my god, like you're the same age as my daughter." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, like it's the same well, as you, Logan. Like I have twins who yeah. are twins. That's, but that's it's crazy. Because cool <laughs> you can really, but you learn you learn from each other. And if I'm not trying to be corny or cheesy, like a sassy sales mom should be, but. You know, you guys are the future. You're you're the future, right? And you are the consumers of of you are the people that we need to learn how to communicate with in order to sell yeah. because of the future. Um, so it's an interesting for me. It's always interesting to learn. Mm-hmm. It's a weird cycle because there's so much to learn from experience of everything, but there's so much to learn from not having that experience too. True. I know. I've been trying to get Zaya. Uh, just a meeting with my aunt my aunt she did her undergrad at MIT and her master's at Stanford and she's older than Julie and I but like she's in this certain level of education and friends and she lives in Boston so you know it's very different there than it is versus Texas different circle and she's like I want to do all these things and she would talk about social media and you know YouTube shorts and all this stuff I'm like you've got to talk to Zaya and so after like three weeks of me saying what part of call Zaya <laughs> and so they finally had this meeting and she texts me back and she goes whoa I'm hanging out with the wrong people and I go told you <laughs> like I've been trying to tell you this for years but you know what was but I loved it because it was you know it was validating to Zaya because he is so smart. He has all these great, amazing ideas, which the four of us already know. And, you yeah. know, most of the people who are mm-hmm. watching, we all know this. But to have that validation and then be able to bridge all those generations together. And she has the network and she has all this technical knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then Zaya 
you know, he's young. Yeah. He's got all these great new innovative current, things. Current. Just trying exactly. To, yeah. Everybody gets to help everybody. Yes. So you should leverage AT&T mm-hmm. in your interviews because I think that uh, a lot of people value the telecom industry experience. Oh, yeah. So try to push that. Okay. Um, I, I just noticed that. And uh, I also noticed you were part of Social Social. I, mm-hmm. I had uh, watched uh, Jen Allen on um, Chris Bogue's show the other night and they oh. mentioned Social Social. And I actually joined. <laughs> I, nice. Not that I needed another community to be a part Dude, of. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Too many. But I did. Social social is great, though, Mark. You'll love it. They there. are good. Yeah, not super she active some, right now, but it's nice. She said some things about it that just made me think, like, oh, why am I not there? <laughs> you, can learn, yeah. you can learn a lot about like she fomo me into it. Yeah, it's well, she's great at that because she's a true evangelist. But she. Um, she like what you can learn a lot there about how to be intentional with brand building mm-hmm. a brand mm-hmm. on all the platforms, not just LinkedIn, which is really cool. Um, so it's fun to go learn there from everybody. That's what I, I think do. it's hard uh, when you talk about all the platforms and I get it. There are tools that you allow you to parse out and post, you know, so you don't have to do double, triple, quadruple work. Right. So mm-hmm. you can use some of these tools like buffer, or whatever, to push it out to multiple channels. But uh, I talked about this before and I'll say it again. I think, you know, there comes a point really in anybody's like surroundings or life or what they're trying to accomplish being intentional. Right. Yeah. Um, is where a lot of the news, all these different social channels, different platforms, it's very hard. It's very hard to produce and be active and actually be effective mm-hmm. on multiple channels at the same time, you know, yeah. It's like, I think it takes a lot of work oh, and yeah. I get like tired, you know, to be honest <laughs> with you, like, like Absolutely. I, I, I get exhausted, like editing video and then posting it on one channel and then to try to yeah. like, sure. Could I post it to like multiple channels at the same time using certain tools? I could, but then how do you keep up with the engagement on all those channels at the same time? Right. To, to actually build quality community there. Otherwise you just, a number you're just putting out content you're not even doing anything with it and maybe you do that because you just need to be visible on that platform and you don't necessarily need to engage but it's like and so maybe you're just engaging on linkedin because you also see that a lot of the same people are in both places you know what i mean like why do i need to follow i love the guy why do i need to follow tom slocan i I, i'm i'm follow i love him that's why i follow him everywhere and he endorses me too so that's why i do it but like he he, like on twitter instagram facebook you know right i think i'm I'm I'm, i follow tom slocan on every channel oh wow (laughs) look at you super fan you're super fan i am um you know ron slocan is the best but but it's like you're right though mark i think i mean what do you think like like to, to yes. keep up on all the channels. That's why I feel like if you just pick one or two and try to go deep and wide on those, you'll be yes. a lot more successful than whew, I need to be everywhere. I, I think you need to pick two, one or two. I mean, if you can, if you're happy with one, um, I'm never happy with just one social media. I'm, I'm extremely social media hungry. So two is usually what I need, but you, any more than two. And like you said, you it's you can't really nurture it and really be there like even now mm-hmm. tiktok and linkedin are my favorite but because i'm leaning more towards linkedin and my job i haven't been able to nurture my tiktok so my tiktok doesn't get the same i you know what i mean it's not it's not mm-hmm. it's not having the same impact yeah i'm at 10,000 followers but it's not nobody is there i left them because i wasn't consistent so even two is a lot. So I, I agree. I think you're hundred percent like focus on one or two, you know, why do you need to? And if it's got that many, you have to ask yourself, like, what are you getting out of it? Mm-hmm. Although, you know, some people say that they are, they get a slow build. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, so they like to keep like all their accounts open for just a slow build. Cause they never know when's TikTok going to implode or when's, this gonna happen i don't know people are always waiting for linkedin to shut down i don't know what that's about but. man linkedin's just getting started probably honestly i mean well, it's not getting started. i started linkedin in 2012 yeah isn't that weird that was when i signed yeah. up for linkedin oh two yeah evolving oh, i'd say well. i'd say it's evolving mm-hmm. you know yeah. like, i think that's when i say word. it's evolving like there's this this live stuff's becoming more mm-hmm. they went audio you know audio is basically 
their answer to clubhouse right um, mm. it's like and i haven't done much of that but i think that's a really great way to i think a lot more people show up to audios and uh, and it's because a they have the ability to potentially talk and, and come up to the stage or whatever and not have to be physically mm. like this yes um you know, it's like Deanna, Deanna, I know she said she was sick tonight, but like we talked a couple of weeks ago. She was great. But she first thing she said to me, she's like, she's like, I, the first thing she asked me, I was just a little nervous and I'm not here to talk about her. Right. But I was like, oh, there's nothing to be nervous about. Everybody's mm -hmm. nervous. I even get nervous. I mean, like, but it's like you could with the audio. I think there's a lot less of the, the barrier to entry is less mm -hmm. like you don't yeah. feel yeah. as. Cause it's just, you're talking and you don't have to talk. You can just sit in the audience, just like they would do here on uh, like, you know, obviously and not, not, you could have 10 people watching, but only two people are active in the chat. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I always say there has to be the wallflowers, right? There, there always right. has to be that those people too. Like they used to call them workers. Like yeah. I, I, I had years ago, I was, I used to follow this guy, Joe Apfelbaum and he was like one of the biggest um, kind of initial original, like, call it in 2018, 2017, the guy is like trying to get everybody to go on LinkedIn, right? Like mm -hmm. Orthodox Jewish guy in Brooklyn and he has a big following, right? And uh, he's a really great guy and he taught a lot of people how to use LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. uh, but he used to use the word lurkers. Yeah. Like he wanted to get all these people out from their, their hiding spots and get them on LinkedIn. But not everybody wants to be like you yeah. on LinkedIn. Like, yeah. You know, throwing it all out there. And, and yeah. not every and you have to have those other people that don't want to do that. There'd be no balance, mm -hmm. you know. It's like God, exactly. It'd be too saturated. You know? Too saturated, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so, but I think I but I never liked that word. I always thought the word mm -hmm. lurker had a negative connotation, like somebody's lurking outside your window. You know, like yeah. that's what I yeah. Yeah. Intent yeah. to it. And that's like that's I don't like that. So I used to say they're not lurkers; they're just listening. Listeners, yeah, they're listeners, they're consumers, right? they're not doers, they're consumers. They're not consumers, right? And I think there's they're more content. people coming around. I don't hear that word too much anymore, but like, I still think there's there's these people who like are, are screaming at the at the rooftops that you should do video and do this, and not everybody is good at it, not everybody no, wants to do you're it, right? You know, and people are nervous, scared, like you, you know, it's like if everybody was uh, extroverted and egotistical, what would this world be like? <laughs> you know? It would be too loud. It would be too loud. Exactly. <laughs> you know what, though, Mark? It's such a good point. And the other thing really cool about audio events is you can do other things. So you can have an audio event playing in the background and still scroll through your LinkedIn feed. But I guess because of the video, I don't really know what it is, but the streaming component of it, you can't do that. Like if you leave a LinkedIn live to look at your feed, you leave the live. Like, mm -hmm. Well, I have mul I have multiple LinkedIn's open right now. I mean, I'm so do I. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, saying I'm watching the feed. I've got another one open looking at my notifications. I got this right. One. right. But it's just that the audio is so cool because like you said, you don't have to worry about what you look like. It's just your voice. You can bring people on seamlessly, real easily, based mm -hmm. off of who's there in the crowd, and you can do other things. You can, it's like a podcast. So I think it's. I'm a big fan. I really am. Well, well somebody said the somebody yeah. said the other day that um, it was uh, somebody used the word talking heads. <laughs> I think Chris used it. Oh, it's like all of these, all these like posts, right? You mm -hmm. just see this head pop up because it's usually uh, straight to camera type videos, and you know one of the things I learned in Chris. In Chris's cohort, we were talking about how to do B-roll and do outside shots and all this kind of stuff. So you're not just this so cool. talking head, right? But, but he said that talking heads. And I, I now I'm like, I don't even want to post videos like that anymore. Oh <laughs> my I'm God. Like, now you have I'm me like, thinking I need to join Chris's cohort. I'm like talking heads. <laughs> no, but that's why I'm, I'm, I'm evangelizing the live stuff because while this is talking heads, it's still, it's a lot better than just watching a talking head and it's more interactive. <laughs> okay. You're right. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so that's, that's really true, funny. Though. That is funny. I love that. He, I just think he is so cool. I love oh, that he does B-roll. Like, what the heck? He's so funny. Oh, I love That's it. That's a theater term, right? It is. It's actually, it is. it's actually a technical, more of a technical editing term, production term. Uh -huh. But I love all my theater salespeople. It's such a, um, as I've been meeting more and more, I'm like, wow, like, it's a really They're perfect theater. for this job. It is. It is perfect. That's why I, I love it. I love it so much. It's like, but well, then I, 
somebody, so one of my one of my um, customers was like, Julie, the way you talk about that, I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, it's kind of like, are you acting then when you sold this to me? I was like, no, no. It's just that my acting background enables me to, because when you're when you learn how to do improv, you have to learn how to read cues and listen, you know, and. Yeah. It's not like I'm lying. I'm just yeah. You're not putting on this fake persona I'm, I'm or something. I'm just actively it's just what you have because of that. That's see, right. See, this is this is the dilemma, right? That a lot of sales reps have. Okay, so mm-hmm. like I'm I've had a short conversation or kind of a back and forth on Slack with my owner about something I posted and what that could potentially look like, you know, for our client base. And and, and there's also been this talk about how there's companies out there that that suppress what you can write on LinkedIn or building yeah. your own brand and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's true though. You have to really think about it. Like, is there really a connection between like, if you're talking on LinkedIn about sales and how you like perform your sales activity and how you go out of bound and like the tips and tricks that you right. use, <laughs> right. are you really afraid that maybe a prospect is going to hear that? And then be like, oh, well, she's just using her trips right. and tricks on me. Like, I don't, personally, I don't know anybody that would actually think about it like that in the middle of you calling them and being like, I saw you on LinkedIn talking about how you would do exactly what you're just doing to me right now. You're trying to trick me. <laughs> it's never going to happen that way, right? But it's true, though. Like, you have to think about it. It's like, oh, shit. You know, you're telling people, like, you're giving these ideas out, and then all of a sudden you're using them, and people might think, oh, but but the improv, it definitely works. I treat almost every conversation, this is weird, but like, as you know, you've seen me on the phone and I, everyone says, oh, you're so calm and relaxed and stuff. I get a little pit in my stomach sometimes when I'm making calls and who I'm talking to. And, and maybe a little bit is also, I might, might not be 100% prepared or know exactly everything I would like to know about them. So, but I do know their persona and, their, and they fit into my ICP. So I'm hoping that, Maybe one of the three problems I illuminate might resonate with them, right. but like it's it's still a a performance to me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's still like, and then when you listen back to it, which is really a critical component of growth. Uh, keep mm-hmm. that in mind, Logan, as you move into other roles and you know oh, yeah. making having recordings of, and listening back to your good ones and your bad ones is really mm-hmm. important. But when you listen back to it, you could. It's like when I listen back to the really good ones, I hear the symphony of expertise you know so to yeah. speak and it's mm-hmm. lovely it's like painting a picture it's like oh my god that 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 was awesome what i just said yeah. how can i say that over and over again <laughs> you know That's like awesome. you know and it's like i have no ego right mm-hmm. no it's, it's like you have to have a little bit of that you have to be like oh i like the way that sounds that sounded good mm-hmm. oh i need to replicate that you know mm-hmm. it's like it's like ronan Prasar. he keeps writing the same stuff and it sounds good to him and it, it is good. So keep repeating it exactly the yeah. same way each and every time. That's what he talks yeah. about, repetition and replication. And so it's, it's to me, it's always a performance. It's a symphony of, of things that are happening. And, and sometimes they sound like terrible symphony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes like, it sounds like, like cat singing for you. Yeah, look, <laughs> look, oh, yeah, the, the, mine the recently. Most... That's what they sound like. It's pretty rough. <laughs> the most important thing that you can do to, as you grow this is where I help. I like to help and coach people to achieve is self-awareness, being able to actually listen back and understand where you probably went wrong. Like I, I, I sent a couple of uh, calls, uh, call recordings to, to, to Zach. And I said, Hey, let's talk about these on one of our Thursday morning shows. And I sent him two bad ones, you know? And I was like, I know that these are bad. And, I think even one of them was bad and I got a meeting anyway, but it was like, if you're able to listen back and be critical of yourself and, and, and not be critical to be critical for the sake of being critical to be critical and really understand where it possibly went South is to be aware of it and self-aware of it so that it doesn't happen again or that when it starts to happen, you can hear it Mm -hmm. and you stop yourself. No, you figure out what your response to the cue is. It's mm-hmm. so true. It's funny because well, I, I can't believe how late it is. So we'll have to wrap up here soon. But I was just thinking this weekend because I've been involved with my husband's track and everything. Mm-hmm. How much sales like we are salespeople are like athletes. 
and athletes need coaching. They need repetition, lots of repetition, right? There's so many things, like you said, it's like a huge performance. And if you, if you go back and listen, like, it's like watching play tapes, right? You go back yeah. and you see it, like, Oh shoot. Like what? Well, every time this happens, I do this or, you know, whatever you do, you learn, like, um, it's important. It's, it's uncomfortable too. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes, right. It is, but how are you going to ever get better? Like if you take yourself so seriously that you can't hear yourself mess up over and over again, like <laughs> it's, it's life is going to be uncomfortable as a salesperson. I tell people that oh. all the time. Like, you have to learn being uncomfy. You yeah. have to learn to love yes. being uncomfy. You do. You do. You get hung up on and you get told no way more than you get told yes, especially as an SDR. It's even yeah. worse as an SDR. Something <laughs> I've been telling myself is uh, being the feeling of uncomfortable is actually the feeling of progression hiding. True. Very true. Very true. Well, it's. It's okay. I, this was a very fast hour. It went by very fast. Does anybody, before we go, does anybody have any last minute advice for people getting ready to start this week, whether you're a job search or, or you're in a job and you're trying to just survive? Mark, do you have any advice for people? Well, it's funny. I, I, uh, uh, I was talking to my wife and I was telling her I was going to come on the show. And I, I had, there were so many instances in our conversations on the way to and fro where we went this weekend where I was able to elicit that you are enough. And I hate to take that away from you, but it's just yeah. a phrase that I really feel like connected to that you say, and I've been talking about it with her and I'm like, and I think that's just it. Just like we, you, you're going to be okay. You know, if tomorrow you don't get the interview, then you have the next day, you know what I mean? And like, it, it, there's just, it just, there is opportunity out there despite the, the, maybe some of the little bit of craziness financially that's going on in the world, the market. It's not like, what does the market have anything to do? Like, are you going out and to buy a house so that you're interested? <laughs> no. So don't worry about it. Right. Just worry about what you can, can affect tomorrow in your job search. And that's finding new places to probably prospect or researching and just getting out more resumes, cleaning up your resumes, you know, really hunkering down on LinkedIn and, you know, uh, trying to, to connect with people and, and maybe land you the next interview or opportunity and go on Rev Genius's uh, job board and, and, you know, scroll back, really, literally, like, scroll back, like, three weeks, right? Sure. Don't, don't scroll mm -hmm. to the first one who just posted something yesterday because they already probably got three people reaching out to them, even though that's still a window of opportunity for you. I'm not saying don't apply to that person, but... I'm just saying, like, maybe scroll back to the one three weeks ago that sure. nobody's seeing today that maybe they couldn't find somebody and they're still looking. Uh, so that would be like that. And then just for those VDRs that are going into the week, you know, prepare for the week. And, you know, if you haven't prepared tonight, then prepare tomorrow night and or prepare tomorrow morning and, you know, get out, on it. get get at it. You know, it's like we got so many more weeks left in the quarter. Uh, I think it's been progressively getting better for a lot of people. It's been getting better for me. And uh, yeah, just stay positive. That's my That's message. Definitely stay positive. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Logan, for all the job seekers out there? Do you have any advice to keep you guys up and going? Yeah. I mean, worry about what you can control. That's Love really it. it. Mm -hmm. Like you can't control the uncontrollable. You're going to get sad if you think about that for too long. <laughs> You're jobless right now. Okay. That's the reality of it. What are you going to do about it? Sit down, make a plan, figure out how you're going to, you know, get through this, figure out what you can do to keep yourself happy. Like, sit down with yourself have a deep self-reflection and learn what can i do to keep the sadness the depression all of the anxiety and the fear of what can happen away because that's the only way you're going to get through it oh that's awesome so well said logan thank you that's thank awesome you. Yeah. What was that, Mark? Is that like hang 10 or was that? Hang yeah, no I, I, <laughs> okay. no, I agree. I usually go like this, like dead on. Oh, the dead on the yeah. I love how everybody has different. Um, that makes me do a TikTok with different. Never, anyway, that, that's a different. <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. That. And how about you? What is your advice? Work the problem. Um, I, one of the big movies that whenever I'm feeling down that I watch is The Martian with Matt Damon. And. Oh. I'm a super nerd. I love it. Um, 
but he has a series of problems. And an STR role is very much like life. You're mm-hmm. going to get way more no's than you are yeses. That if you're getting a no, you're asking the wrong person or you have the wrong pitch. So you need to readjust, shift, go, go ask somebody else, go work a problem in a different way, but just don't stay in that no place. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. And I was there for a very long time and I'm like, nope, you can't keep telling me no, I'm going to find a different way in. And, you know, Julie yeah. knows we, we've all done that. Um, so that's the big deal with that and try to stay positive, keep your tribe really close to you, have the people close to you mm-hmm. that are going to tell you your dreams are not big enough that you need to go, you know, harder and just give you that uplifting text message or phone call or post or whatever it is that you need. You know, I, I send everybody YouTube meditations and songs and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that, that's what I do for everybody. Cause that's yes. what I need. So just find those people and, you know, get more spoons. Mm-hmm. Oh, the spoons. I can't. We'll have to show that. Thank you, Saya, for that. Yeah. But well, you guys, I can't, you guys, all three, that was awesome. That was just made me really excited. I think it's just something <laughs> that's, what's great about having this show on Sunday night, no matter what, we're all kind of there for each other, but um, don't be so hard on yourself. Mark made a good point to say, like, if you didn't plan for this week, plan tomorrow morning or plan tomorrow yeah. night. Like, the one thing is, as I get older that I keep trying to tell myself is, is that you can't be so hard on yourself. Life is already freaking hard. Yes. So forgive yourself. Like you show yourself some freaking grace and move on. Like it's going to be all right. Like, so I didn't write my to-do list. Do I want to go to bed right now? I do. I do. So yeah. I'll just do it tomorrow morning. It's, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, you, know you guys, thank you for so much for coming on today. That was awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yay. And, and we will see you guys have a great week and we'll see you guys soon. <laughs> you Bye. <too>. Bye. <laughs>